Hello and welcome to the Manic Film Club, the film review show where we say things like films don't very often depict realistic relationships with in-laws. This week's film, however, managed to do just that, because if I was forced to spend more than a couple of hours in a car with my father-in-law, one of us definitely wouldn't survive the road trip. Sitting opposite me, through the powers of the internet, is a man who's managed to avoid the scariest fate of them all this Halloween, having his face licked by me in a drunken stupor. But Tobias, there is still time. There isn't. We're back. To, we're the other side of the internet. We are, but that won't that won't last forever. No, that won't last forever. But for today, for tonight, safe. I'm safe. I'm, we're in November now. <laughs> we are, and we, in what do you know what to say about November? It's not for face licking. Save it for it, Christmas. That's exactly what they say. That's what they say. Christmas that's is why for face licking. It's, it's Movember, isn't it? They grow moustaches so that Liam can't lick their face. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the thing that makes me go. Whoa, Nelly, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was. Yeah. We watched a film. We did. Would you like me to tell the people what we watched? I would be enthralled. This week on the Manic Film Club, we watched How It Ends. Worried about his pregnant fiance amid a sudden cataclysm, a young lawyer embarks on a dangerous road trip west with his future father-in-law. Directed by David M. Rosenthal, starring Theo James and Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, I now it's not on Netflix, but for anyone who's listening, there is a there's a film called How It Ends, which came out this year. And it's a comedy, and it's not. We didn't watch that. Different film. Trust me, there was nothing fun about the film we've watched. <laughs> no, this was a sad film with pointless moments, pointless characters, and it felt at least an hour too long. Yeah, and you know what? I've already seen it before. <laughs> you did, I think you did say you may I, have. I said I wondered if I had, and I'm sure I'd... But I literally, I mean, I watched it today. How quickly into the film did you go, definitely, definitely the, seen this before? The first scene. Oh, okay. Oh. I, I instantly went, I know this. I went, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I... I'm going to tell you my main criticism of this film. Okay? Yes. It is too long. <laughs> it is. It's too long. long. I mean, how, how, long is, how long is it? Like one hour, 50 it, something? Yeah, it's just under two hours. Yeah. And the thing is, so much happened early on that dragged. And I was like, this must be nearly done. Oh, no. No, we've got 50 minutes left of this. Yeah. I mean, it's a spoiler. It's like at the about 40 minute mark of how that much how much time you got left that Whitaker basically dies yeah which I guess right so basically so he, he, he dies <laughs> he basically well he has a go at it earlier yeah he, he drags it on a little bit you he know does. they have to have a bonding moment they hadn't had time to bond for no reason no. Uh, it turns out he knew everything so he was being a jerk no real reason. Yeah, which you know what? That actually makes it worse. Yeah, it's just like, oh, so you knew pretty much. So you've been a nasty piece of work for no reason. And the only thing you didn't seem to know was that it was Sam who crashed the boat because that's important. <laughs> they really played like, don't mention the boat. I'm going to mention the boat. It's going to be the first thing I talk about at a dinner where you're not there. It's just <laughs> me and your your parents. Yeah, that sounds like hell. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh no right so cat big cataclysm event right yeah well yes i mean there's a big cloud there is a but not properly until the end 
I know. Uh, early on, it's just like, oh, there's rumblings. Oh, I mean, I'm going to... Right, we assume that if you're listening to this, you've watched yeah. the film. So therefore, you know what I'm talking about. So I can talk about the end. That They leave it open-ended. I want to see them die. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? It's not even... I, I don't care about the lead character. I actually just want to see the moment when Ricky comes back. Because that should definitely have happened. Any other film would have had the like basic third character of the film who yeah. disappears halfway through come back somehow later on. Well, maybe that's in the, the third hour that they've clearly chopped off because there was no real end. Um, <laughs> right. It's very much, it does that thing where they're trying to be all very cryptic about actually what's going on. Yeah. And that's meant to kind of give, not, it's not claustrophobic. It's, it's, oh, what is it? It's kind of putting you, the viewer, by not knowing what's going on. In the same kind of... Yes. But yeah. the difference is that the characters care. <laughs> and Normally. I kind I was like going, now I know that. I know. <laughs> but I'm still willing it to be more interesting than the first time I watched it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I get that. Um, it, did, it did some things that I didn't approve of, like existing. Um <laughs> For example, it, it very clearly went, by the way, this character, baddie. <laughs> right. Actually, yeah, we're going to go. Well, that was most people. Um, oh, yeah, but, I'm specifically talking about a certain person. <laughs> well, I'm assumingly you're talking about Jeremiah at the... Jeremy? Jeremy. Uh, yeah, and I only know that's his name because I'm pretty sure I read it somewhere. Because yeah. I recognise the actor. Right. So basically the one who takes takes will into the woods sort of yeah. the the neighbor their neighbor apparently the neighbor who you instantly know well he's in love with her yeah and that's i was like are you going to reveal that it's his baby i yeah that's what i was thinking the way they were kind of doing the whole looking at each other i was like you've either done a whole uh, Laurie and shane thing where you've been hooking up i actually think they could have now you might disagree with this they could have improved the film actually by bringing that character in a lot earlier. Yeah, because, I mean, I find the whole conspiracy thing a bit much. But yeah. if you'd focus on that and had that as a big element of it. Then, I think, yeah. right, if you wanted to do a like a, a handover, as it were, <laughs> you could have actually killed Tom a lot earlier <laughs> if you were going to. Yeah. Because actually, it it does work as a shock in itself because... Forrest Whitaker's your biggest name in it. Yeah. You know, and he's billed second. It's not like he's been given the and credit, which makes you go, oh, maybe he's not in much of it. It does give you that thing of he might, you know, make Will's life unpleasant until the end. But <laughs> I think maybe if you kind of, A, like you said, if it was like a shorter film. Had yeah, the, it wasn't. It was unnecessary. If you had the journey with Tom... Maybe then kill Tom off, like, maybe halfway. And then actually get him to meet, get Will to be with... Oh, I can't remember what his fiancé is called. Sam? Yeah, yes, Sam. Sam. I've already said it, yeah. Um, with Jeremy or Jeremiah. And then actually have the struggle of those three trying to survive and get out what together. I think I would change about that element of the film. Because there, there's a lot of this film I would probably change. But this yeah. with that element particularly i think what i would have done is i'd have made it less obvious that jeremiah is bat crazy it, pretty much from the first time you see him he's he's got uh, scary eyes 
got scary eyes, but the the camera work, everything about it goes Sinister. danger, danger. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're, they're danger, danger. A lot of tropes, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Um, but then that is pretty much throughout the film. If you meet someone nine times out of ten, they're gonna be bad. Yeah, because the only person they meet who's not bad fixes their car for them. And then and then they're like, I will give you two thousand pounds to come with these two men you've never met before. <laughs> it's it's definitely not sex trade. It's definitely not sex trade. <laughs> Just fix our car. I I will say I actually found the the character of Tom unlikable completely. There was nothing about that character I thought was good. No. And... Actually I don't think apart from I think there were no characters apart from the, the um Ricky I liked. I like I the only scene, right, which I can sort of sort of remember in a, a favorable light and even then yeah is when we well we they talk about helicopters and there's a very pointed oh yeah yeah but the thing is that's kind of cool because it's sort of like a dig yeah and it cuts he's, it he's ex-military and yeah she's basically going she's basically going the people you work for stole my land yeah, basically. Pretty much. And, but the thing is, that's good because it's not Will versus Tom. No, no. Um, and there's a lot of that because basically it's just an uneasy relationship. So it doesn't need to be Tom's just being a dick. <laughs> Tom is. He's. I mean, I understand that as like the father-in-law, you've got that stereotype of I'm not going to like the son who's with my daughter. And, there's all, and there can generally be issues there, but it's just... It's a bit much. It is. Like at the dinner that, that they had at the beginning. He was horrible. <laughs> he was. And then when you take it all in that he actually knows everything anyway. It makes you go, what is wrong with you? Yeah, but <laughs> Who you hurt the, you? you? You have the knock-on effect because he's being so nasty and unlikable. When you've really, for the most part of the film, only got two characters, it makes the other one unlikable. Yeah. Because it's like... Try to like Will because essentially he's a good guy. But yeah. because they're at each other all the time, it makes it sort of eh. Was it Theo James? Theo James, who's Who, from the Divergent film. Yeah, because I say I, I look through his stuff and I think that is really the only thing I've properly right. seen him in. Uh, he is, I think he's actually in an Inbetweeners film. I want to say he's one of the holiday reps in the first <clears throat> Inbetweeners. Kind of, I, I have an infinity to anyone who on screen is called Tobias. And that is the, the his character's name in yeah. Divergent. And I think that's why I watched this originally, because he was in it. Uh, but that wasn't a good enough reason. <laughs> no. um, I'm going to just highlight something, which I'm going to call Liam's pointless moment of the week. All right, cool. um, this film did something very well, which was actually doing things terribly, because it would sh- it would bring something in and then do nothing with it. Right. Like there's the, there's the bit where they go they're nearly at Seattle because that's like their end goal and they stop by his friend's house or the the friend of the family's house yeah. they're in that little town where they're like guarding the border they won't let not locals in and they get escorted but they they, they what they did was unless I've missed something very obvious which is very possible. Um, they were escorted to the house by a load of people in a truck who every now and then they showed us a shot of them driving by the house, looking in all angry and creepy. Like at some point something was going to happen with them and then just never did anything with it. Like you've 
already said, kind of with the Ricky character of just wandering off. Yeah. It's sort of like they haven't read the rule of if you're going to have a gun yeah. in Act 1, it because goes off in Act it 3. Ver- it very much looked like that, from from how I saw it, that it was a racist, a race thing, because obviously Tom uh, is, is black, and yeah. um, I did notice that it was a very uh, predominantly white kind of town, and right. the stereotype of the people who were on the back of that truck are what I would call as the, your, your southern lot when you get in the film. Would you, you know like, say, like, rednecks type? Yeah, that's a yeah. better phrase, yeah. It's actually not a better phrase, but it is accurate. Yes, uh, yeah. Yeah, because they were <laughs> looking very scary. And, yeah, every now and then, for no reason, it would just cut from inside the house right. to them I... just driving by. And I thought, well, I... are they going to attack? Are they going to follow them out of town? Nothing. I don't know. I'm guessing that's to kind of give the film some sort of tension, which it was lacking <laughs> most of the time. Yeah, which is really uh, bad when it's a film about the world ending. Yeah, but because that's not what they focused on. And in very early on, it was very something like, oh, something's happened. And that's pretty much the route they went down, which yeah. is actually why I enjoyed all the conspiracy things. Because it gave you something to hook on to. Yeah, and at the end of it, it seems very much like it was Volcan- Volcano or... An, something or, uh, like that, wasn't it? Yeah. But actually, that's kind of dull. Unless... Unless you're going to actually go with it from the beginning and show it a bit more. Yeah, but it was obviously, I mean, apart from a big dust cloud, it was, I guess it didn't take much budget. I guess a lot of the budget went on Forrest Whitaker. And the big cloud at the end. Yeah, but that, yeah, but they had to have something and then they actually didn't do anything with it because it didn't do anything. Again, it, much of the foreshadowing thing, the big cloud at the end where they all basically had to out try and outdrive it. Yeah. I understand they wanted to end on that. Oh, did they escape? Because probably not. Um, but I think actually that could have been done a little bit earlier and maybe made that slightly longer and a bit of attention to it. Well, OK, so there's there's two ways I'm going to look at some of the things we've talked. Yeah. The fact that like we lose the Ricky character, uh, the rednecks drive by, but nothing really happens. Yeah, I think maybe that's supposed to give you the thing that if you walk down the street, you go into the shop, you're probably not going to see if any other customers are in there. You don't know what they're going to do once you leave that shop. Yeah. And I think it's just kind of going, look, you're on a journey. These people are people you meet, but they're not yeah. important. They're just... But the problem with someone like Ricky is he was very much pushed in as we now know enough about this character. Yeah. And it was done. if it was done in a different way, I might have dealt with it a bit more. But it was just a fact that they'd done a load of stuff together. I understand she basically killed a load of people to defend everyone. She was like, I can't do this. But it was just the fact that they like went to sleep and then she was gone. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's ironic that it's called the, you know, how it ends. Because a lot of things, yeah, a lot of things within it don't end. They, apart from Tom's life, we don't have a lot of actual ends to things, just the continuations of things. And even the actual ending is open to speculation of did they outrun it? Did they survive? Or did they get caught? Did they die? Yeah. And when that's probably the biggest question in it, because for a thing of how it ends, it could be called, does it end? Yeah. I mean, do you know, another thing that made me chuckle and it's not, it's something they didn't follow up. They didn't really need to. They mentioned it once later on was we wish we could see them at the very the beginning, sitting down, having a nice meal. It, you know, it's Will, it's Tom and Tom's wife who he loves dearly. 
But yeah. the world starts to end and he leaves her behind in a car yeah. that had space for her. Yeah. They had true. weapons. He's like, go with my friend. You'll probably be safe there. I'd say she's dead. Yeah, probably. Because the rest of the world seems to be pretty, right. pretty dead. So at the basis of this, obviously, it's like the post-apocalyptic thing. But yeah. what we've got is, if you forget the the awkward father-in-law, yeah. you've got someone who's crossing the country to find his loved one. Which is a classic story. Well, I, I recently saw a film, which you'd actually already said really good, so I watched it with Carly. What was it? Love and Monsters. I like Love and Monsters. So that's it, though. It took that premise and did so much more with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I mean... That... If anything, I think with that one, they could have probably condensed it. They could have done... Uh, sorry, other way around. They could have split it and maybe yeah. spread it out a bit more. Yeah. I mean, they did so much. And he, he went, he came back. And I cared. Went again. <laughs> I, I cared about him. Yes. Because there was actually some personality there. Yeah. You know, uh, but then to watch quite closely to each other, two films that, on a premise, in a post-apocalyptic world... Yeah. A guy going to find his loved one. Admittedly, this one's meant to be more realistic than the monstery side and of the things. the monsters one, yeah. But at the same time, it was so less enjoyable. Oh, no, 100%. It, <laughs> it was just disappointing. And it did weird things that made no sense to the characters. He's a lawyer, right? So when they're on that bridge and the they come, they go on like, it almost looks like a train steel bridge. And there is a huge truck the other side with some bikers. And then there's some more behind them. And they basically they get attacked towards the end of the film. Yeah. Do you know the scene I mean? Uh, ish. It's, the, it's basically the action driving scene. Because yeah, yeah. Do, do you know what? They could have mentioned that he was a Derby driver. Because suddenly he gained the ability to do perfect, like, 360 degree turns in a car on a thin bridge. It was like, I understand they're going to be suspend belief a little bit for some of this. But at yeah. the same time, you've tried to be realistic with your approach to this. And there's no logic to him being able to be that good at the driving he was doing. Yeah. And he was, he, he was a lawyer. He spends all his time in an office. Yeah. I, and I just went, you wanted an action scene in here for a car. That's all that. That's what you made it fit. Yeah. Because for me, actually, uh, it ruined a bit of their belief they had going. Considering they spent most of the film in a car. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't actually that much car action, really. And, I mean, I know that Ricky pointed it out, but I do think the little kind of like um, reservation that she lived on should have been more concerned by a, a shot out police car. <laughs> yeah. And actually, they did something with that as well. Literally, um, they showed uh, a big guy arguing with her in the garage. When they first, remember. when she first agrees to do the fix the car, the, uh, Will and Tom they go off and do their own thing. Tom gets like some pills or something, I think, and um, Will, I think, goes to clean up because he's got blood on his face. And um, sorry, um, it then shows a shot from a distance of Ricky standing in the opening of, her, of the garage, and a big guy who I thought might be her father kind of started having a go at her and like arguing with her and then she basically told him to go away and then as they pulled out and left it showed a shot of him and another guy with guns in the hand watching them drive away and i was like you've done nothing with this either you've added things which you could have made and you could have had them follow them or you could have had natural interference of why are you leaving with these people who you've just met um right this film came out in came out in 2018 yeah 
Um, I had a look. The director, I don't recognise anything else he's done. The writer, I don't recognise anything else they've done. Um, I'm not surprised, ultimately. Whilst I wouldn't say that the film looks bad, it looks all right. If we're going to give it some positives here. Yeah. Actually, visuals are are actually very good. The, um, The cloud at the end was yeah. actually quite scary and intimidating. Yeah. Do you know what it made me think of? If what? you've seen Loki, you know the big like cloud monster thing where you kind yes, of face off yeah. that kind of obviously there was no cloud monster. But um that was really clever. And the shots of when he got to Seattle and it was covered in ash and stuff. Yes. That was really sinister and I liked that. Yes. Um it was actually, I agree. And I feel like that's actually again what the film could have leaned into. Because that image of the dust cloud following them, chasing up, whatever. It could have been been so tense. If you'd had that push, that pressure to keep moving constantly because something's going to get you. Mm. But they, they just didn't have that. There was no real push other than the character saying... I want to find the person I love. Yeah. I didn't. It didn't feel like it, really. It says in the script that I love this person and I'm going to, uh, <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> and there, there was just some laughable moments. Like when he did venture, when he first gets to Seattle and he's like, oh, this place is dangerous to breathe in and it's covered in ash. Here's a conveniently placed fire engine that just happens to have a mask in it. Yeah. I did. And because... I, I, li- I like the fact that I went, you walked in, picked up a mask straight away, like you knew where it was, didn't give yourself a minute to see if there's any replacement filters, because you didn't know how long you'd be in there. Well, actually, to be honest, I I was then going, right, so it, it's pretty much a volcano thing. What if mm. it had been a nuclear bomb, and you actually had nuclear winter all over you? He would be beyond screwed at that point, wouldn't he? Yes. He'd be so I, ill. I kind of wish it had a bit... <laughs> Yeah, because actually, yeah. by just walking there, you've doomed yourself. You know, you're done. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because that is intimidating. I mean, I understand he wanted to find her, so he's like, I don't care about myself. I just want to make sure she's all right. But statistically speaking, if you had walked up to that and gone, they're probably dead. They're yeah. they're, they're dead. They're dead. I'm just going to stop here. I'll I'll just go my own way now. <laughs> no, actually, if you think about it logically. As a way of how this ends. What if it had been a nuclear winter? He'd gone in, realised that he screwed himself by being there. Yeah. And then he has to make that decision of, actually, if I now go to her, uh, I will be taken. Yeah. He could have done the thing of, you know what, I I know what this is now. Yeah. I know that this is basically now a suicide mission. Yeah. But if I'm going to die, I want to at least know that she's in here and I can be with her. Do you know what I mean? They could have gone emotional with it, but nope. Yeah, and then actually, even that makes the the title bit better. How it ends. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like you know you're doomed. Still with this. I think title. it's really unfortunate that in a film called How It Ends, we don't know how it ends. And I know. They've done that thing where they're like, let's have a sequel. And I've seen a, I've seen a lot of things online about people going, get yeah, it, it will get a sequel because, but it had a lot of negative reviews. Um, IMDb five out of ten. Oh, is it? Yeah, and according to Wikipedia, which I don't know what their source is, how they get their scores. <gasps> I've just what? seen what it's rated on on Rotten Tomatoes. It's low, isn't it? Oh, wow. Okay, well, yeah, we 
we're, we're, we, I'll mention it now and then we'll probably point some other bits out. Yeah. But yeah, they use all of their reviews and they kind of clump it together to figure out their, their ratings. This yeah. is a 17%. Yeah. This, I think, genuinely, I think this is the lowest rate, one of the lowest rated films we've had on Rotten Tomatoes, other than the ones that just haven't had enough reviews to be rated. Yeah. Um, it's not good, is it? Which is a shame, because I think there are some redeeming qualities to it. it like, visually, I, we said it, it is actually a very good film, visually. I would say it's not one of the worst ones we've watched. No. But um, even, like, generally in life, but it part as part oh, of no, the film club. No, The thing it has in its hand is you can see it's had a bit of money put into it. So, yeah, like you know, I can. The, the cast actually, is a big cast. I was, gonna, I was actually going to say, I actually don't have any qualms about the acting. No, the actual portrayal is fine. The problem is, I don't care about any of them. No, um, I, I feel think in this that... kind of film, which is all about an emotional journey on top of a natural journey, you need to. Yeah, uh, I think the writing is at fault. Yeah, the pacing is at fault, so that that yeah. comes to the director. Um, I don't know. It either has too much of something or not enough of it, and I'm not quite sure. <laughs> well, it's directed by David M. Rosenthal. Yeah, and but I was you look at what up, he's done. There's nothing I mean, really. One, two, of note. three, four, five, six, seven films, and I actually don't know any of them. Do you know any of the films? No. See this movie, Falling Up, Janie Jones, A Single Shot, The Perfect Guy, Jacob's Ladder, and How It Ends. I don't know any. I think I've heard of Jacob's Ladder, but I also think that could just be remembering the the series Lost that there's a character called Jacob. Maybe he had a ladder. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe Jacob had a ladder. That's the sequel. Now, the we're all fact for. that the the director hasn't done notable work doesn't mean anything. People start somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you can't click on the writer, which is Brooke, Brooks McLaren. Uh, you can't click on him. So I actually don't know without outrightly googling him what else he's written. Don't know if you know the the writer at all. No, but no, honestly, I, I, I have nothing to know. I'm not gonna, not knowing them isn't a thing. No, 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 no. If I don't know them, this doesn't make me want to. No, that it's unfortunate, isn't it? Because you're right. You don't. Everyone has to start somewhere. So you you can do a load of things that aren't brilliant and work your way up. And if something will be the thing that like springboards you, but I feel like. This is a big enough budget thing that it, it had faith behind it. Yeah. Faith. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone had uh, that faith to go th- to have this money. Yeah. Uh, we're watching this film, or we've watched this film, uh, under our disaster genre. Yeah. It fits the genre. It fits the genre because it is literally a huge thing. The world's collapsing. But... I think I would have preferred to have seen, well, unfortunately, and this is probably the, the wrong way to go for a film club thing. Yeah. Something a bit more big block, block I'll say that again, big and blockbustery, where you would see the things falling, the volcano going, the, you know. A couple of shots, even just a couple. that Actually, you know what a good one would have been? You know how towards the end they stumbled across the army supply train that we'd been glimpsed traveling throughout it like with the tanks on it and at the end they came across it it had crashed and overturned if we'd seen that crash that would have been huge because it had like 30 tanks trucks supply crates on it so if we'd seen that somehow derail because of something we'd have had something epic to watch yeah 
really the only big epic scene we had was the big cloud thing at the end and that was so quickly done it was a bit of a waste i mean if there's like if there was a sequel yeah i would probably choose well maybe actually ricky focus on her yeah see where she went to maybe you know what you could do you could focus on her and if you really want to bring the others into it it could be the ending you could like have a stumble in somewhere to survive and it's they've that one of them's there maybe the sam because he's died because he you know walked into a nuclear apocalypse but (laughs) you know what i get the feeling is this is what we do if that if it was the same writer and director they'd probably end the film with her meeting them and therefore we still don't know what happens to her (laughs) Yeah, but I would definitely have tried to do the whole thing of you've been shown enough of this character to at least care what's happened to them a little bit. Yeah. Even if he'd found her dead or something. Do you know what I mean? At least you've got a bit of closure for the character. So, right, yeah, I mean, we... I mean, sound. We haven't talked about sound, but I can't think of anything. No, there really isn't much worth thinking about in this film. Um, I think we could probably just move on to rating. I think so, too. Um, We've already said, like... Things like Rotten Tomatoes haven't done it well at all. It's had a general bad uh, reception, which does make the option of a sequel um, a lot less likely. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, yeah. But also, if you Google it, there's a lot of chat about it, a sequel. People people seem to want one because there is a lot of... I um, What's the word? There's a lot of articles about it. I mean... Maybe. I can't... If they made a sequel, I don't think I'd care enough to see it. Yeah, I'd probably forget this film that I'd seen it. Yeah. Like you did. Yeah. Yeah. We should rate. Yeah, so we don't do it on a big scale of, like, percentage out of 100 or 1 out of 5 stars. We simply say, is it a hit or is it a miss? A hit means, did we like it? Did we enjoy it? Will we tell other people about it? Does it have any rewatchability? All-round enjoyability. Jesus, I've gone all gaseous Maximus. Lovely. And a miss is the direct opposite. I'd feel like it's without saying, but Tobias, what, 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 what do you think? I, what did, I got missed. <laughs> missed? No, that's yes. a different film. Uh, the missed. Yes. Uh, just a miss. Just um, yeah. Solid miss. I can confirm this is a full manic miss. Um, The fact is, this was just under two hours, and it felt so long. Honestly, that first 40 minutes felt like it was about an hour and a half in itself. The thing is, I like the fact that you're going on about the length of it, because that's normally what I complain about. And I'm comparing this, because I finished this film, and then I watched, um, I think I told you, I watched uh, Papillon, with um, uh, Charlie Hunnam, and and, um, uh, who's the guy who played Freddie Mercury? Uh, Remy Malik. Yeah, I can never remember his his name. Um, them and it's a true story about a prison break, and that's about two hours fifteen. It's zoomed by. Yeah, and I really enjoyed it, and it's zoomed by. Yeah, and I was like, this was like at least fifteen twenty minutes longer, and it felt half the size. Yeah, but that's what you get. I mean, yeah. it's all down to the pacing. Yeah. The length of a film actually doesn't matter if you're invested. No, exactly, exactly. No, and I like. Matter. I like a film to zoom by and maybe a little bit disappointed that it's not longer because then I can go, I clearly enjoyed it because it didn't feel like it lasted hours and hours and hours. It felt like I was in engrossed enough in the story that the time yeah. flew. Yeah. Um, so Tobias, let's how it ends end and move on to what we're going to watch next. Okay. 
Next time on the Manic Film Club, we'll yeah. be watching Prisoners. When his six-year-old daughter is abducted and the investigation stalls, Carpenter Keller Dover tracks down the culprit himself. Starring Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal, directed by Denis Villeneuve. Ah, Denis Villeneuve. Now, Denis Villeneuve is very in at the moment because I think he's the director of the new Dune film that has come out. So he's oh. talk of the town. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, I mean, we've just been talking about length. This is two hours and 33 minutes. If it's a good but, film. It's you know it's got a good cast. I'm kind of hopeful for it. It may be longer. Yeah. yeah. Um, but hey, this one was made in 2013. It's a 15 certificate. A bit older, a bit older. It's only yeah. one year older than the one we just watched, though, isn't it? Because this no, one was we, we 2014, watched, wasn't it? 2018. Uh, I don't know where I got 14 from. Uh, by the way, right? Because mm. obviously, when when this episode comes out on the Twitterverse, yeah, we'll be doing a poll. We will. Remember the empty man? Yeah. Yeah, that came out as neutral because we've got likes and miss hits and misses. Oh really? And that surprised me. <laughs> I like to think that all the positive ones that are just for the beginning, the very opening. Maybe. I mean one of our regular listeners, one of our patrons in fact, yeah. uh Adele said that she liked the first twenty minutes. But the thing is as I think we said in the podcast, I can't fully remember. Not like I listened back. Um, <laughs> when I when we did a bit of research for that one, looking through the review, the public reviews of the film, that was the consensus that the, the beginning twenty minutes, yeah. you know, the before the the, the intro, yeah. was the best part of the film, and that should have been the whole premise. Yeah. Um, yeah. a lot of films kind of make that mistake. Do something really good and then ruin the rest of the film. <laughs> but I mean, what this means is just because we don't like how it ends. No. Other people might. But, much like Adele did, let us know your thoughts. Don't just go, pop, vote on that. Actually, just a quick sentence, just let us know what you liked, what you didn't like. See, just so we know in what ways we're wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we like a bit of confirmation on the wrongness. <laughs> oh, yeah, we know we're wrong sometimes. Yeah. So, as Tobias said, the poll will go over on our Twitter, which is at the Manic, with two N's. Very, Very important. important. And the link to that will be down below in our link tree, along with the link to our patron, which, we've again, welcome back, Adele. We're mentioning you again. Yeah. You know, why not become a member of, of our lovely patron? It's it's a low, low, low price of one British pound, or wherever English you're from, the equivalent, the equivalent, yeah. and you, and get, you get access to lots of stuff. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So cool. Um, the link to that will be down below in our link tree Definitely have a look There's no pressure, there's no obligation But if you do want a little bit more from your Manic experience That's the way to go Plus, that's where we announce all the new news first, really, yeah, really. The new news The new, new news <laughs> Okie dokie, right, Tobias, I think It's time to say goodbye How will it end, Liam? Oh, I was trying to think of a way to fit that in as well Yeah <laughs> Well I feel like you still haven't said goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Stay safe, everyone. And most importantly, stay manic. <laughs>